Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things you should be considering to level up your gameplay. You can continue the conversation with us on our free Discord, and if you've been enjoying our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon if you're in a position to do so. Links will be in the show notes. This is a competitive-focused podcast, so bear in mind that our opinions are focused through that lens. Regular members include Jacob, Sploosh, Mike, and Chewy. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Danger Room. Uh, today we have Jacob, Mike, and Sploosh. How are you doing, guys? Great. Hype for mini Stravaganza. Yeah, should we get into that real quick? Um, we're, I think we're going to probably, we're not, <clears throat> everybody and their dog is going to be talking about mini Stravaganza. We want to acknowledge it, but we're not going to, it's not the focus of this episode. So mini Stravaganza, what, one takeaway, guys, from each of us. So, uh, Mike, one takeaway from mini Stravaganza. Uh crap. Can I have like a few takeaways that are really fast? Sure. I think Malachis probably overrated. And then I think Hydra is really cool and maybe might even be top tier. Mm, okay. And No, no, that's it, you're done. Sploosh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree with Mike, he's still my thunder. I don't know. Um I like Hydra, I'm excited for him. I think Strucker might be memes, but I'd like to explore that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Strucker has got me excited in thinking about some combinations of stuff and just trying to maximize that leadership. So that's that's really cool that it's got me thinking. I agree with you. I think it's probably not top tier, um, but maybe maybe it is. We'll see. Um, and the other thing is I'm really hyped for a Pyro and Blob. I think they're going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, new X-Men stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we got to start rating characters. Uh, we, we rate their joy levels based on... The maximum is Zola level of joy, and then you go from there. So, like, if you look at Blob's mini, he's like an eight out of ten Zola joy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's my mini extravaganza meme. If you, and I will also mention that um, Dizzard and I did like a two-hour uh, React video that's on our uh, it's the Danger Room podcast um, on YouTube. It's also we also have a new um, Twitch channel that we made, but that's where you, you go on YouTube yeah. to watch it. I think it's fun. Equally, we're not going to dig into hot takes because we did a, uh, a, a instant react uh, video with Chewy, which uh, all of us got in on. Spoosh jumped in at the end. So if you haven't seen that, that's on Chewy's YouTube channel. And that uh, was regarding Malekith, right? Yeah, sorry, that was that was yes. just about Malekith, which was which was cool and it was fun. I enjoyed doing that, but it was like forty five minutes long, and we, we could have put it in this episode. But just just go and watch the YouTube channel. It's it's fine. It's, it's, I think it's, Chewy put it on the our new youtube channel it as is well. there yes right so it's on our youtube channel as well fantastic and our uh, games for this week at least mine and mike's right so yeah swish and i played one malekith game this week ah uh cool well speaking of games this week we haven't really dug into how we've been doing in the league so mike how's the league going for you uh well i'm one and one i uh my my last week's game like i just can't avoid crises i don't want to play if my opponent has like research station or gamma or something, it will be pulled no matter what. <laughs> and uh, that being said, my opponent played well. I had one misplay that I think cost me the game. And I also probably picked the wrong threat and the wrong squad on top of that. So uh, I kind of, I kind of scuffed it up, but 
that's all right. Um, just play it out and see if we can make cuts. Mm-hmm. And Spoosh, how about you? How have your games been going? Uh, well, I'm 2-0. Uh, my first game was pretty cool. I played against uh, the Casual Network podcast. I'm probably butchering the name a little bit. No, that's but it. One of their... Yeah, the, one the, of their the, um, wait, did I roll a wild? That, yeah, guys. one of their hosts. He goes by Right Mad. I, I, I don't know if you guys know his real Is that name. Tim? It might be Tim, yeah. He's actually going to NashCon, and we're gonna. It'd be cool to see him and say hi. Yeah, they're, um, they're cool guys. Um, I mean, they've got a very different yeah. style of podcast from ours. But if you haven't checked out the uh, Wait Did I Roll a Wild or their um, Oh Wait the Power Phase stream that they do, then um, it's some good content. It's very very different takes on the game to us, but they're coming at it from different perspectives. So if that's your thing, go check them out. Yeah, he was a super pleasant opponent. It was great. Um, he kept offering like a few like super nice like letting me take things back moments, and I was like, no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> but I mean, still, the fact that someone offers, right? Just you're like, okay, this is a cool guy. Um, and uh, yeah, my last, my second game is on our new YouTube channel, and I actually think it might be one of, I don't know the adjective, I guess, but definitely the closest and tightest and it shows a lot of really cool stuff. I don't know how you would describe that, but it was, it was a crazy game. I, I would think I would highly recommend if people ever have the time to go watch it because it, I ended up winning by one. So I guess spoiler, I guess I said it was two and anyway, but um, I played against syndicate and it was actually someone who I played against last season and I played syndicate then against his Avengers and I pulled uh, Scoundrels. I, I only pulled Scoundrels once that season. And I promptly scored seven VPs turn one and then like one like on turn three, which, I mean, if you're doing the math, it's, that's a pretty nutty victory, right? Mm. Uh, so I roll a wi- uh, one wild dice. My opponent rolls one crit die. That's what decides Pryo. Uh, <laughs> literally, everything else was like blanks. It's just, I got my one wild and he got his one crit. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just lost like this. And, uh, he gets Pryo, he pulls Scoundrels, he puts out Kingpin and Shadow and Daredevil under Kingpin leadership with uh, the versatile strategy. And uh, I did some cool stuff. I used Ebony Maw, it was pretty sweet. Um, I, yeah, If you like X-Men and you want to see a tight game, like I, after the game, which I don't think I recorded all of it, I kind of cut it because you know I don't want to have too much chatter. Um, I, I told my opponent uh there's probably like two or three things he could have done to make me lose um so i mean i definitely feel lucky to have won and i don't think i'll, I'll say it all day like x-men's like worst nightmare is syndicate uh at least the kingpin version especially on scoundrels so it was a crazy game like i feel like i stole it a little bit but i like only because i, I feel like i made some really cool decisions and I don't know. I, I'll just tell you one thing that I thought was really fun is I tried to meet my X-Men and it, I didn't need it turn one, which I, I had it chambered and had a lot of cool tricks that may, I don't know if they're obvious to people watching because I didn't actually do it and I didn't need to. But if I did, it would have been cool. Uh, but I still had it late game and I kept eyeing it like, oh, I got to find a cool use for this card. And at one point, Beast was at two health with a spider. And on like, if you can picture like the top left, back left, with surrounded by two enemies and i did two minimum x-men moved him as you know to the right then he moved towards middle of scoundrel threw somebody off the scoundrel who already activated in the middle and then moved again to the right scout from left to right so the left to the right scoundrel and then he ended up in a safe place completely away from everybody 
And then the following turn, he was able to like run away. Um, but I felt like that was a pretty damn clutch usage of Tumima X-Men. So I felt great. Mm-hmm. Um, a card that I haven't been super hot on or super high on. And it's going to come up again later in this episode for reasons. Um, so you yeah. know who it's really good with in X-Men? Uh, well, I used to do it Beast. So yeah, it's really good with magic, though. You should try that, Sploosh. No, that's that's trash talk. Okay, no. <laughs> no, we're here for competitive players, man. Yeah, no, seriously, I'm I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> nah, Beast, dude. Beast with yeah, the Beast is good. Throw. You're right, but uh, try that magic. Try that magic, Jank. Yeah, good. but if I was playing magic in that game, I, she would have been dead. Beast yeah, was an absolute sure. monster. It's not on every. It's not on every Beast game. Beast tanked but... like five attacks. Okay, trust me. Oh my god, Beast was a savage. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, Okay, well, uh, I'm also two and zero. I've had man, I've had some hard hard games. I've played two cut players. I played Ant Stones in the first game, um, and he wasn't around at the beginning of the game, and so he didn't know what Wakanda Wave was. He does now. Oh no! <laughs> um, so uh, he he even gave me secures with uh, he won priority and gave me secures, and I happened to get Gamma, and so I had no priority Gamma, and it's like yeah, that. That went how you thought it would. I was 8-0 up on the end of the first round. And yeah. it's just really hard for him to come back from there. He played well, but um, he made some mistakes uh, in positioning uh, on Gamma. And I, I was able to leverage that to my advantage to get a really big lead. And just kind of rode that to victory. Uh, but the second game was an absolutely fantastic game against Liam Watt, who was uh, last season's finalist, lost to Morgan Reed in the final. Um, so I was really worried going into this game. Liam's a great player and he's got a great squad. Uh, and we had Chewie and Mike do some great commentary on it. And so that, again, I think is on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't seen that game, go and have a look. I mean, spoilers, I won. Um, but it's a brilliant, brilliant game. It was on Infinity Formula and... Um, scrolls. Scroll? Yeah, Scrolls. Uh, so Corset Crises. But I managed to win that game. The scroll turned up round one. Act, his first action was to- uh, Toad goes and gets the scroll. My first action was Toad goes and doesn't get a scroll. His Toad goes, gets the scroll. And then Toad spends the rest of the game like on the back corner of the board. And I managed to win the game without ever scoring the scroll. So that's, it's just a really weird math of how I got to it. It was at the end of round six. Um, and I just managed to play the secure game and manage him well enough. Um, there was a key point where I messed up and thought that Shuri could daze, daze Juggernaut by shooting Panther Gauntlets into him. Uh, but then, because uh, of course he can reduce damage, but then Liam messed up because he forgot that Juggernaut could reduce damage. So she did end up dazing him, and, and Mike and uh, Chewie almost had a heart attack and like, or a stroke or an embolism or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe all three. Uh, like, wh- how has that just happened? Um, so we both just derped on that. We both just went, I think even we were talking about it and we were like, Liam's great. He's, he, he's happy to discuss things in the game, even in competitive games. And he's like, well, I'm trying to figure out who's the best person to KO Juggernaut. And like, yeah, well, I think they've got a pretty good chance. Maybe they've got a really good chance as well. And I think maybe it was even him who suggested Shuri. Um, and I don't think that was gamesmanship. Clearly not because he didn't then leverage that to his advantage. He completely forgot about it too. And at that point, I think that was setting his mind as to why, Juggernaut was going to take one damage from Shuri in days. And of course, there was a brilliant moment in the game where I had a 27 dice. Uh, 29. Was Hold it on. 29? Yeah, Don't yeah. bury the lead. You get, let the listener guess how many hits they think you got. Okay. Because... 20, 29 <laughs> dice uh, Helios laser 
from Iron Man, who did nothing all game apart from score some points and glare daggers at Juggernaut until eventually he just like stepped off his point and went, Fadoof! Um, but with these 29 dice, uh, yeah, listeners, you've been primed here, have a guess. How many hits did that get? In particular, how many crits and wilds do you reckon I rolled on 29 dice? Yeah, none. Yeah, just go watch it. Yes. You just you <laughs> just use 29 dice as the selling point and then the, the Yeah, go, go, go see what 29 dice can do because it was again, they they whatever kind of medical ailments they didn't have before that roll, they had it after the roll. Yeah, that was kind of nuts. I I'm just Mike was so funny in the commentary because he's like, I know Mike is not a huge Juggernaut fan. And then he's just like, Juggernaut literally had the re-roll or, or crit roll to decide if he lives or not. And it's just like, not like this, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, luckily, yeah. 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 So two, two high quality opponents. And I'm, I think I'm quite fortunate. I think the turn zero in both games worked out really, really well for me. And I think I could easily have been 0-2 against those opponents. So that's great because that means all three of our games for the, this week are on the internet right now. Yeah. Yes, they are. Chewy's channel and then both Mike and I. So, so No, yeah. all, all of our games are on our channel, Sploosh. Oh, he even put that one up. Nice. Wait, what? No, oh. I put I put Jacob's oh, game on. Because you hosted it, right? You yes. did the same. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, let's move on. What we want to talk about is hammers. It's hammer time. Do 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 do. Uh, everybody thinks they're good on hammers, right? Everybody's got a plan for hammers. So we decided we were going to pick just randomly three each. Well, not randomly, but we we're going to pick three each to talk about three different affiliations and the plans they have on hammers and try and kind of rank them and try and figure out who we think is the best on hammers. Um, and so we're going to, we've each brought three game plans to talk about. So we're going to outline what the game plan is. We're going to talk about uh, one thing, one big thing to consider when you're putting hammers in your roster is there's a very strong chance you're going to be playing hammers without priority because you're very often the right call is to, for the person who wins priority to take the secures they want because that kind of dictates the shape. And there are just fewer extracts. And so it's more likely there's more crossover in extracts than there is in secures. So they take their extracts and you luck into hammers and you're like, yes, I've got a plan for hammers. Oh, wait, but I don't have priority. So how good are you on hammers with priority? How good are you on hammers without priority? Those can often be very different for the affiliations. Um, so all of us have got things we want to say and we're going to see if we can hash out an order where we go this we think is the best this we think is the worst uh and sploosh do you want to lead us off with uh should we start with some f some fun uh sure let's I mean, talk about okay. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so this is the dormammu game plan which is applicable to malekith as well so you've got a large base with multiple power sploosh what's what's good about this uh well so dormammu it's tricky because, like, you know, we're going to not, like, we're going to assume our opponents are very average at hammers, right? Because, like, we could go down a serious rabbit hole of, like, if he does this, then I do this. But, sure, but let's uh, get a scenario. What is your, what is your, why, why are they so good on hammers? What can they do? Uh, you know, I don't know if they're, like, so good, as you say, but I do think that, like, one trick I learned from a few seasons ago was Dormammu's actually freakishly good at hammers at, like, lower threats because he can himself grab two hammers on turn one. Do you want to just talk um, us through that quickly? Yeah, well, because as people should know by now, if you put a large base in the center of the board, that's enough reach to grab a home hammer without actually moving. 
and so that's like pretty sweet for Dormammu because he can just pit, put himself right in the middle of the board, grab the middle hammer, and then like run to either left or right his choosing and grab a corner hammer. And he's, he's already got two. Um, there's also a trick where maybe you're willing. I don't know. You'd probably stick to that, I think. But there is, if you don't have prio, I mean, well, one thing is that trick is pretty open to prio or not having prio because obviously if they go one way, you can go the other way. I would be yeah. a little scared to do that against like maybe, uh, let's say, uh, Brotherhood or something. Maybe they could punish you back. You know, you know also Angela right. is yeah. kind of a horror show for Dormammu. So, you wouldn't want Angela to like get one move up, attack Dormammu, maybe throw stuff at him, or probably throw first then attack because you know you might get pushed away. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely things like things that would scare me off that trick. But another trick that's kind of entertaining is uh, Quicksilver can actually steal a home hammer. So if people don't realize that, like you can put Quicksilver right center of the table uh, as well. I think it has a, a, some give though. For sure, actually, I'm almost positive as give. And you can do uh, generally, you'll grab, like, let's say, let's just say you get a hammer with Dormammu on a corner. Um, that Then he has extra power. You do an RD over to Quicksilver. Uh, you hope that they don't notice that Home Hunter is in danger. Um, I guess it would, and actually, you know what? If you have Pryo, it doesn't even matter because then he can just grab a side hammer. But you can do uh, Quicksilver's free movement action with the two power he starts with. And then, uh, you know, do like move, uh, steal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, that one. Okay, so you, Amazing Spider-Man can do it with tons of give on the home. But no, Quicksilver literally has to be like perfectly lined up. That's right. Because it's double yeah. long to the home is like very tiny give. Yeah, um, uh, so you're right. Any long mover can do that. You could have it with Black Panther. You could have it with, um, you know, Black Widow. There's, there's plenty of people who can double long move. Quicksilver's good because he's got wall crawler, right? And because well, if you can get it's three triple power, move. yeah, if you get three power onto him, then he can get an extra move. So yeah. you can double move up and then move back is is kind of the plan, isn't it? Yeah, it, you could actually do this with Amazing Spider-Man as well. Uh, where with him, you would do hop, then a long move, steal, then another long move away. Um, that also works, but that gets pricey. You're not doing that. It's doable at 18, but probably you'd be more comfortable at 19. Yeah, I mean, like that. Black Cat can do something similar, can't she? Because she can grappling hook away. It's not as far back as uh, Quicksilver. Oh, yeah, that's way but... worse, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, Quicksilver and Amazing Spider-Man are literally past the center line if they do this correctly. So, so you can uh, potentially... At least, at least definitely at midline. So... Amazing Spider-Man is like, so much faster. But then you, I guess you could have Black Cat on the other side to go and steal the hammer off the person who grabbed the other wide one. So Dormammu, picture it in your mind, Dormammu gets the home one and the one on, let's say, the left. They go and get the yeah. one on the right. Quicksilver goes and gets their home hammer and brings it back to the middle line. And then later in the round, Black Cat goes up and steals and suddenly you've got all four hammers. Yeah, I was also playing a lot with like Space Loki back uh, with the new changes and he, one of the big things about that is you get four power, so you can do some like absurd turn one R&Ds, and mm. that would allow you to do all kinds of stuff. Also, if you're bringing Quicksilver, he also has the stealing card, so you could do like free move and then just keep attacking somebody to try to just, uh, can I borrow that it off of them? 
Um, so okay. yeah, yeah, th th I would say that pretty much sums up all the tricks. It's mostly those yeah. characters. I got uh, one thing real quick with Dormammu. Yeah, go ahead. You can, uh, Dormammu doesn't really have a huge tactics card pool to play from, so you could just bring eyes on the prize, and that makes any long mover or medium base medium mover like able to steal the midline with that card. So you move yeah. one, grab it, and then move away. Yeah. If exactly. you want to be super safe, sure. I, I a lot of it hinges, in my opinion, on how you can get R and D to work for you, though, because that really like enables a lot of the shenanigans they did. You know, <laughs> multiple times now, like kind of try to nerf R and D for us, but it still functions if you if you get it going right. Usually, in my opinion, you start with Dormammu, and so he's not going to have like enough power to eye in the prize and. I mean, like, sure, that'll make him steal something, but then no one else, like, he's not helping the others do it. Yeah, I don't um, think he's on Domamo. I think Domamo with a couple of hammers, he's defensive enough that he's not going to go down straight away, which is one of the downsides of maybe getting two hammers. Uh, well, it should be obvious, too, but I, I know that it's kind of a meme of, like, you know, Winter Soldier's, like, one of the best hammer users, but Domamo's actually no bum either because of the way, like, the skulls work and everything. He really wants to roll wilds. Like, there's a lot of things to love about a range four, you know, eight threat character with a hammer, you know, especially two hammers is just super exciting. And Dormammu is very difficult to actually kill. Um, okay. So I think we got it. So now we need to rank it. Right. This is the best hammer plan we've talked about so far. Agreed? <laughs> sure. Let's link at the end. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to come back and every time we're going to compare it and try and find the place in the ranking. So this ranking is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as we go. Cool. Right. Mike, which one do you want to speak about first? Uh, I can talk about the meta boogeyman that is Shadowland Daredevil. Let's go with that then. Tell us cool. why are they really good on hammers? So hammers give you extra attack dice. Well, when you have massive attack volume, you get a lot of extra attack dice. Yeah. Uh, and this is through rapid fire. So some cool tricks with Daredevil. Uh, you park Bucky by the home hammer and then you can you activate Daredevil first I guess this this could be with or without prio. Depends on if Daredevil if if the hammer opposite Daredevil isn't taken. Um, but you can let's assume you've got prio. Let's go best case scenario first, and then we'll sure. Think about no so prio. things I like to do if I am into if I'm playing against Deception, then oftentimes I will I will move, you have to move the ninjas first. So that I'll put a range three on the side hammer, and then if you put the ninjas base the center of their base on the edge of the range three tool and just leave them there. And then you move Daredevil up and he grabs the hammer. You will pretty much be exactly in range two to not get deceptioned. And the ninjas are also, since it's Mystique, there's a high chance you're playing against Juggernaut too. So Juggernaut really loves to just move slide to the middle and punch whoever picked up the hammer. And uh, you basically make it so that Juggernaut either punches Daredevil with eight dice, in which chance Daredevil has high odds to live, I think. And then the ninjas are also far enough away that Mystique cannot move, shoot them, and Juggernaut can't move, slide, punch them. So they either have to punch Daredevil or they move, move, do you know who I am him? Uh, and then they can mess with him from there. But I found it to be pretty decent. If you're not mm -hmm. playing against Deception or Juggernaut or anything like that, you can... Uh, you can have the ninjas pick up the close hammer and then vanish it to Bucky. And then Daredevil goes and grabs a side. He, like I said, he's still pretty durable. And you can also, if you play R&D, which I think is quite good with Daredevil, even without like a Web Warriors splash or anything like that. 
um, you can R and D to Bucky and then he can move hydrotactics or just hydrotactics and double attack somebody with the hammer. It's a pretty strong opening. Mm. And if the, I mean, the ninjas vanish, you can't hydrotactics yourself the ninjas, but you can hydrotactics yourself someone else. Okay. Yeah, you, checks out. If you what don't about? have prio, is, is there like anything going on there or what? So a lot of Daredevil squads run Mystique as well. And Deception's just great when you don't have prio and hammers. So you can have Daredevil go to the center. If like if you don't have if you don't have uh, Prio, they go to the middle with somebody unless they run away with it. You can just deception them and probably kill them. Fair. Have Mystique grab or uh, have Daredevil grab the other one they didn't grab. So like your opening would be like, oh, they grab one side. You know, Daredevil grabs the other side. Grunts vanish the hammer to Bucky. Bucky like Hydra tactics forward and like double shoots a deception character with the hammer and they probably die. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. What stops them from just taking the daredevil side, though? Then you just take the other side. It doesn't really matter. You can just send uh, another character over there. And no, grab it. What, what, uh, they they don't. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, Maybe daredevil's your 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 best bet because he can. He's but durable. But you can like, put Mystique in the middle as well, and she can long move, and then she's probably in range four of whoever grabbed a hammer. Yeah, so exactly. There is no Mystique side. Mystique and Bucky are both in the middle. Yes, exactly. So whichever hammer you grab, and maybe it's not the dead one, but then you have somebody else who can activate and go and grab the hammer, and maybe they're relatively safe. Who knows? Um, yeah, Black Cat's not terrible to go pick up a hammer. She got she stealth. stealth. No yeah. Hoods Hood can Hood's get that damage reduction online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't love either of those, but let's go well, to the next one. Okay. So how do, how do we feel? What we're doing now is we're going, here's, here's the plan. How does that plan compare to the Dormammu plan? Which one do we feel is better? Well, I think Dormammu is better, but it's also Dormammu who's not doing so hot in the in the meta right now. So it's not effective. Yeah, we're looking at is who's got the best plan on hammers, and you reckon Dormammu's got a better plan than than Shadowlands? It, I think obje- I think objective Dormammu, if he can get the objectives he wants, can be quite a menace. Like Legacy Virus is another one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So well, I don't we, know. We yeah. talked about lots of people wanting to pick secures. Maybe Dormammu's got some game there then. Yeah, I think he can handle cubes and spider infected probably too. Spider infected less so because you don't just don't have the volume of characters to hold them all. But I don't know if you mm. want cubes on Dormammu either though. Oh, like, that's such a meme. People always t- mention oh cubes and Dormammu, but like the order of how you get your cube powers after he triggers his leadership. So yeah, right. But you're just taking more damage. Is yeah, I think uh, what might be better is a book on Dormammu. I think Dormammu with a book is really good. I mean, patch up's probably actually still good in a Dormammu roster. I don't know. I'm not too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't sweat the cubes too much. Anyway, we're, we're getting slightly off piece here. Um, yeah. So you reckon Dormammu's hammers better than Shadowland Daredevil's hammers, Mike? What do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think both are good plans. I think they both run hammers quite well. I don't know if I really would care to rank them relative to each other. But well, I'd that's what I'm asking you to do. Get on with uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with I Mike think, on this, but yeah, maybe when we get more real affiliations. I think I think, yeah, it depends on if the Daredevil squad has deception. If they don't, their non-prio plan is weak. And uh, yeah. sounds Dumamu, like Dumamu ahead. Dumamu has can just do what think, he wants, no matter what. Yeah, I think I I think I agree that Dumamu, the fact he can go four nil up on hammers, Shadowlands Daredevil can't do that, and. I think if you were like kind of matching them up against each other, the fact that he might get such a big 
lead on uh, VPs early, which is kind of what you want against a, I'm going to kill you in the face, Shadowlands Daredevil attrition style list. You want to win on turn three or maybe at latest turn four. Getting four extracts is going to really help you do that. Yeah, I think Dormammu probably has a stronger game plan, but he himself is a lot more inflexible. sure. But, uh, okay, we think Dormammu's got a better plan than Shadowlands Daredevil. There's our first part of the ranking. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Avengers. Um, So I'm not an Avengers expert, so I reached out to a few people. Uh, We put a poll up in our Discord of, like, who's the best on Hammers in preparation for this episode? And some people thought Avengers were best, and so I asked them, why are Avengers best? And they all basically came down to Black Cat. Um, there's just silly things you can do with Black Cat with uh, Cap uh, with um, Steve's leadership. So you're with R and D, you can get two power onto her, and then you can long move, long move, steal round one. And so they're only trying to get a three-one advantage, but they can do it incredibly reliably. So they're going to get their home hammer. They're going to get one of the side hammers. Maybe you send out uh, a tanky character like Black Panther, who's in affiliation. Maybe Vision in the right matchup is is good and tanky, depending on which flank he's on and who he's lining up against. Um, maybe you've got Luke Cage. He's a pretty good Avenger. Um, there's plenty of people you could pick to go and go, well, I'm pretty certain this person's going to get a hammer and they're going to probably survive against most things, uh, given that most people have to move and then get to make one attack and maybe they get some kind of superpower. Who knows? Uh, we'll get into some more of those later, I'm sure. But that, that's kind of their game plan, is that they're going to just try and break the parity of hammers. They're not going to go, it's not 2-2. Two, two. You're going to get two, I'm going to get two, and then I'm going to steal one of yours with Black Cat. And this is kind of priority agnostic, so that they can go, well, I'm, I'm pretty much always going to get my home unless something weird happens, and I'm going to be able to get one of the two sides and hope that that person survives. And maybe I'm going to get some people who can threaten on the um, on the other side, and maybe I can win that one back. But there's kind of those two kind of things cancel out, like maybe my guy survives, maybe I manage to daze the other guy. There's, there's kind of, that's kind of a wash. But the idea is then Cat can go and go and get a hammer off someone, and then they're 3-1 up. That's kind of their game plan, as far as I can make out. Yeah, I mean, I've been... they definitely play like the most evil cat of turn one, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, Inhumans can do even worse. I don't even no, need that's fair. But Inhumans have the same problem Dormammu does. Well, yeah, I guess I guess we could uh, wrap <laughs> Inhumans in this. They've got the same basic game plan. If Inhumans are doing this, maybe they're doing like an Eyes on the Prize Ronan, but probably they're abusing cat. That feels like yeah. Inhumans shtick. Yeah. Avengers also have voodoo in affiliation, so that helps. Uh, yeah, I guess that gives them the edge over Inhumans, amongst other things. Uh, okay, well, that's that's kind of an outline of the Avengers game plan. How do you go... Right, well, this is our third one, so it's going to be tricky. So let's go, is it better than Shadowlands Daredevil? I yeah, actually disagree. <laughs> okay. I'm not a it. huge fan of the Steve Rogers Black Cat plays. I think it's too front-loaded. Uh, you're, you're investing too much threat in Steve and Cat as a pair. And they both don't contribute a whole lot. I mean, Steve is like, I don't feel like he contributes a ton, but he enables his other characters to do pretty good, at least at the start of the game. But I've played against this squad, and I feel like it just runs out of gas um, later yeah, on. I mean, Kat's not got great output, even when you put a hammer on her. She's still not fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, are we rating this based on the, the plays or like actually just the affiliation? Because, I mean, sure... Maybe 
I think I want maybe them. maybe like because Mike's basically saying yeah they might have a good turn one but then like they'll probably lose anyway. I think that's that's a corollary of the play though because you can't divorce the characters from the affiliation from the plan. Those those are kind of all intrinsically linked. And so we're thinking yeah. how good. I mean, if I if I get all four hammers but then all of my characters die, that's a bad plan. Uh, so yeah. it, you've got to kind of think through the plan a little bit beyond turn one into how the rest of the game plans out. Um, yeah, I mean, because like, obviously, like Daredevil, like again, like I mentioned earlier, Bucky's one of the best hammer users, and you know, Shadow and Daredevil has a good Bucky who gets rerolled. So, like, they have the best Bucky, right? So, like, just that alone, like, that doesn't even really matter about how good their plays are, because you have like this really beastly character who's like potentially even uh, doing some kind of hop mechanic and then blowing everyone up with a hammer, you know? So, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I have to recalibrate my thinking of what we're actually asking here. It's just like, not only is like who has the cool plays, but like who's going to use those hammers and probably win the game with hammers, you know? Well, that um, seems like a reasonable thing to, to assess. So okay. maybe in that light, I would say Mike's right. That so we're going to Avengers below edge. Shadowlands Daredevil. Yeah, maybe not so much because they have the good turn one, but like because they'll utilize the hammers to just brutally kill everything. Okay. Cool. Well, we're, we're down three. Sploosh, who do you want to pick up next? Uh, I'll save the best for last, so okay. we'll talk about Malekith now. Uh, um, no. You mean Angela? No, I'm doing Malekith. Well, we kind of rolled that in with Dormammu, who's got a similar sort of game plan, pick up two hammers. No, not really. Malekith, actually, even though, Mal actually, I would just, I mean, I haven't officially got my hot take on Malekith, but actually playing him, he just feels like a one-threat cheaper version of Dormammu. Um, he doesn't, like, give power on turn one like Dormammu does, but he definitely boosts everyone's power later on, assuming things are going well for you. Uh, so, and he also, he's just, even though he's one threat cheaper, you're still running a pretty tight, uh, small ship. You know, you're, you're still going to end up running a very few characters. Um, I think with Malekith, you're, you're less so good at like a grab and run strategy, but you're way more scary when someone else goes and gets a hammer. So, I would strongly recommend when you're playing hammers with Malekith, you probably take, like Mike said, um, you take Deception and Mystique is affiliated with Malekith. So you just threaten Deception and then Malekith can do similar. You can be really conservative, and I tend to be, and put Malekith middle. And then just, again, Malekith has a large base, so he can even grab a hammer. It would kind of mess up his charge. So you might need to R&D him another power, but he could theoretically grab a hammer without moving. And then you do like move, charge, swing hard at somebody with like eight dice. Um, and sure, maybe you don't kill them, but you probably have prio since you're playing such a high threat character. Um, but then obviously if you can deception the person, then they're just like really, really sad. Um, and, and then maybe if the deception's given to you, you give the hammer to Mystique since deception doesn't cause power and Mystique does a rapid fire attack and she's probably pretty trustworthy to hold that hammer for you. Um, so that's definitely an option as well. Uh, yeah. I, I Malik is going to be more about threatening to kill the people who went and got the hammers. That, that's, that's what I'm trying to say though. Um, I, the characters you're taking is probably like Zemo and Mystique would be my recommendation. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can just kind of do whatever you want. Well, so who goes and grabs? So if you've got Malekith on one side, go looking angrily at whoever might come and get the other hammer. Who do you sense go and get the hammer on on the on the far side? Probably Zemo or whatever random splash character you took. Mm. Also worth noting that 
even if someone does have like a hammer grab runaway strat, Mystique is so damn fast that she could double long, still pull someone off like a map B to like midline or closer, and then Malkith still can attack them. So right. that's only true if she retreats, uh, the person retreats, and then not within two. Yeah, of another character, but we're assuming, yeah, yeah. you can definitely build that puzzle, and Malkith might even be passing for a turn or two, so they could definitely try to like create something like that. But even like the threat though of deception is so like disorienting for people that if they're just like moving characters around to prepare for deception, that's often to your advantage. This feels like this is a real with prio thing though, because without prio, then no, not they, really. They, they go and grab the Mystique, the, the Zemo side one. Yeah. No, but you... Malka's middle and Mystique's a long mover. Oh, Malka's in middle. Sorry. Middle. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I you could, you could do a more aggressive like Malka's corner. If, especially, it's, this is a lot of like turn zero discussion where yeah, yeah. if people place their minis wrong, like I've played, I haven't played Malka's a lot, but I've played enough games and I've played enough even Dormammu to know that sometimes people just let you have a side. They're like, you know what? I don't want my characters like spread out to go, like send one character for a hammer all alone because it's too scary, especially because you're threatening deception. So sometimes people will just ball up on a corner and they almost like concede a hammer. If that happens, then you can then put Malkith like aggressively on the other corner. And that's even easier for him, right? Well, isn't that, um, isn't that better? Because then he can do his, it's not, it's not, I can't believe it's not charge. Whatever that power is called, uh, where he moves, and get, yeah, Frosty yeah. gets fer ferociously charge his tiger forward, and then he can make an attack, right? Because he's probably yeah. within range two after but that. You, dude, you can do ferocity from the middle to map the back of a B point. Like the, he goes so far. Wait, what? A single Frosty move? No, you do yeah, one go. medium, and then you do another charge, and yeah, you okay, that makes sense. But like, what I'm saying is, range is if crazy. Play him wide. Can't you ferocity and get two attacks? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, not on a can. back B. No, no, no. But uh, on the no, it'd be midline. It'd be midline. Mid yeah, B. I'm talking back B as a move charge. Yes, he could because he's got a lot a large base. Maybe so, no, he cannot. No, he can't. If yeah, if you're far away, he cannot. Yeah, because he's not Angela. He'd have to be on the objective right. too. No, but he's got. He... Uh, yeah, the so yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's right. going to do right, move right. charge unless you're deceptioning. Well, in that case, you're better off putting him in the middle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're already conceding. Okay, so, yeah, you're probably that, putting a middle, like I said. Yeah, and then maybe your mystique goes in the middle as well. And so, okay, I can see that does have more legs than I maybe gave it initial credit for on the no prior side. Yeah, it honestly, you're honestly probably passing and like threatening people to pick up a hammer. You're okay. almost like daring it. Okay, let's try and put this in our ranking then. So we're going to start in the middle of our ranking. Is this a better plan or a worse plan than Shadowlands Daredevil, Mike? Uh crap <laughs> uh i don't know yet i yeah, it's really hard isn't it i mean i would just, say it's freaking yeah. i'd say i'd say it, it depends on if the daredevil squad's bringing mystique if they're bringing mystique then daredevil's probably better in my opinion it's funny that mystique comes up so much so much already in this discussion but um turns out she's a pretty good character pretty good on hammer. <laughs> Great uh, hammer. i've heard that about yeah her. I, I think it depends a lot on, like, because if we're really doing this, like, who would win the game kind of discussion, uh, it depends on the secure and, like, the threat values and all yeah, that but stuff. We don't get to, we got to talk about that. We don't get to know that. You just got yeah. to make a decision. 
Malekith I don't know. Lands. I think if Malekith rolls well, he can take on anyone. I mean, and if he doesn't, well, then you're sad. <laughs> okay, so we're thinking Malekith is better than Shadowlands. Is that our conclusion? Uh, I don't know about that. Campaign? I just say they could take him in a fight if the dice agree with you that day. Okay, but what we've got to do is we've got to figure out, and we've got to do it relatively quickly because this is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. This list uh, is the Malekith plan better than the Shadowlands Daredevil plan. Maybe, yeah, I guess. I mean, yes, yes, moving on, yes or no? Uh, no, no. Oh, I get the casting vote then. Um, why can't we just say they're the same? Why does it have to be better or worse? Also, partly like Malekith is probably not going to daze your daredevil on one attack. Uh, you can't pierce daredevil, you can't point to all right. I'm gonna put Malekith below Shadowlands Daredevil, but then we've got the question of is it above or below Avengers? definitely better than Avengers, I feel like. Yeah, I actually, by the way, if people say Black Cat counters Malekith, I think that's oversold. Just because, like, he doesn't need rerolls. He's just going to smash her. I think it's the stagger no, there. she staggers on. him. Yeah. No, I get that, but he's so fast that, like, she's kind of not super safe. Yeah. And yeah. if she's in a place that is safe, she's, like, so far back removed from the game that... It's just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a tangent, but I don't think having a black cat suddenly it's like, oh, Malik is so scared. I, I don't know. I don't see yeah. that. Moving back on then. So, Sploosh, do you agree Malekith is better than Avengers on Hammers? Yeah, I think so. Great. Locked in then. Uh, moving on to the next one. Mike, where do you want to go? Uh, black Order. Okay, let's talk Black Order on Hammers. Uh, yeah, so Hammers 18 threat. Black Order probably is playing at eight. They're probably playing this. Like, you probably wouldn't be playing Black Order if it wasn't 18 threat or if you got like 16 or something like that. But regardless, you're going to pass until you can't. And if they take the middle, Thanos throws out his fishing pole and uh, reels them in. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's a good it's time. Ultra it's ultra deception. Yep. Yeah. And I guess uh, this isn't just Black Order. We're also talking like tall. Uh, Thanos splash list, so like your Brotherhood or your Kill Condor or anything like that. Fair. Exactly. Yeah, if you're running Thanos in any capacity, I mean, if he has the Mind Gym, the fishing line is longer. Um, so I think he's he's pretty much always coming with the Mind Gem these days, isn't he? Mm, well, Pat's playing Reality Space, yeah, so true. your true. mileage may vary. But wow. Yeah, if, if Thanos has Mind Gem and Space Gem, he can move Space Gem. Portal mind gem that character punch that character, and then you yeah. Can, or if he's if he's mind power, which is you know just putting it out there. Yeah, then you just don't them punch. Up. And he can um, uh, cosmic portal them in, mind gem them in, and then cosmic portal one of your characters to go and punch them as well. Yeah, exactly. So you just have the general threat of Thanos's fishing pole to pull people in. Um, and this is pretty much completely priority agnostic, right? Because you just pass until... Yeah, matter. Black Order would rather just not grab anything and make you grab things. So Yeah, kind of like I was saying with Malekith, really. Yeah. And then yeah. at 18th yeah. threat, like you're probably playing like Toad or Bullseye or something, and Toad can grab the home one, or he can just go grab the side that wasn't picked up or something like that. Or you can space someone onto the home one with... Um, or Cosmic Portal, someone onto the home ones that they can pick it up and then do something else. Well, Toad can grab the home one from without sure, moving. But often you want that. Uh, you want that on a on a melee beat stick character to try and do the damage. 
Sure. Well, I don't, I don't know, know because you're being secured to his Corvus, and he can't really pick it up until you play Mothership. So. Well, that's true. But if it's if you're you're right, I was in Wakanda mode and thinking, well, I don't have any of those crazy teleport cards anyway. Yeah, yeah. No. You probably want you want like your two threat if you're 18 threat to pick up the hammers, or you or you have Corvus grab them after Mothership because even like Proxima picking up a hammer like kind of sucks because she she often dies. Has to like. No, but she like a mothership costs more if she needs to pivot. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that can be annoying. I mean, it's not that I'm saying like if you're gonna liberate who's dying in your Black Order roster, it's obviously Thanos the least, and then Corvus second least, and pretty much Proxima's next. Uh, right? I don't know if I agree with that. I think Thanos is the guy that probably dies in Black Order I, nowadays. I mean, They're I, running I double restricted gems, and they have no healing cards. I'm not no saying sacrifice. he can't die. I'm saying that like he's the most durable. Like, he just has more hit points. It's like literally mathematically. <laughs> he, uh, I, I don't know. Yes, but like attack killing, like dazing Proxima as an if you're playing into Black Order, like killing Proxima doesn't really add a lot of value unless she has. Well, a right, but it, we're talking about if you gave her a hammer. That's why I'm talking about it. So that you wouldn't want to make her a target because then you're giving them a reason to take her out. Anyway, and, and like going back to like what Jacob was saying, and I find when I play X Men, and not if I'm playing an attrition team, like like you know, like Sarah Lane Daredevil, well, obviously I want Bucky to have a hammer. But I find with X Men, I'm actually pretty fine with Storm having a hammer, not because I want her to use it, because I know she'll probably be like furthest from combat. Because you know, the big thing with extract play is not so much what you can do, like you know, that the fact the hammer gives you an attack die, but you don't want to give the opponent a hammer. You know, if you go and steal their hammer and then they steal your hammer, then you didn't actually accomplish anything, you know? I'm not so following this point at all. My point no. is that having an extract safe is is sometimes more valuable than, like, utilizing it. I so, agree. for example... And this yeah. is exactly why I was talking about having your two threat just pick up the hammers. Okay. Which yeah. is exactly what Jacob argued against that, and I'm explaining why I, dis I agree with you and not Jacob. That's okay. what I'm explaining. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can slot this into our ranking then. Let's go, is this plan better or worse than Shadowlands Daredevil? Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> okay. Suppose you agree? Yeah. Okay, great. It's so then we're the thinking, best in the game. Is this plan better or worse than the Dormammu plan? Yeah. Most yeah, I think so. Black Horse better. have a strong hammers game. Okay, well, sure. In that case, they're currently top of the table. That was nice and quick. I don't think that should shock anyone, really. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I I wanted to mention before we got into that hammer tangent is that um, Toad is just like really underrated in like these middle grab situations because actually not many people are super great at punishing Toad, and you kind of have to one shot him. So like he's not Angela, but he's pretty close, especially for two threat. It's pretty mm. great. So okay. Um... I guess it's me next. So let's go, uh, let's talk about Angela, things you mentioned her. Now, this is uh, rating Angela, but you could put Angela in Guardians here. You could put Angela in A-Force here. Or I really like what I'm playing at the minute is Angela in Wakanda. I think she's really good in this setup. So Angela clearly, I, th I think we pretty much agree Angela is a better character at grabbing hammers than Amazing Spider-Man, right? She's just... A little bit faster she's going to be make better use of it she doesn't need the power in the way that he does so spending a power on her in round one doesn't slow down the the, the getting the engine going in the way it might do with amazing spider-man i think you guys disagree with that at all 
No, I mean, she's no. got two power as well, so she could even, like, interact twice, like, once on next track, yeah. once on pay to flip or something. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you, you left out the biggest reason is that if you if someone grabbed the hammer she wanted, she's really good at punishing. We're going to get to that. Yeah, sure. I think Jacob's yeah. going to that. Yeah. But yeah, okay. generally, if, if you wanted to, like, with priority, I want to go and grab a hammer and then run away, which those two characters can do without any help for anyone else, I still think Angela is a little bit better than Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's why that's why we're choosing to focus on Angela. So the idea here is you set up. This is the Pat Dunford special. I think he was playing this back in like season three or something. Five. He won the finals no, playing Angela. Four season four. Is it season four? Maybe yeah, right. he won with Angela in the finals. I mean, so that's pretty good. Uh, so the idea here is you set up Angela on one side and somebody who's relatively tanky. That's why Black Panther's great with this. So that's why I like it in Wakanda. Um, or you could do this in Guardians and you could put, I don't know, maybe Groot, so long as you're not facing down against a bunch of energy attacks. Um, and somebody who's going to be relatively reliably not going to die, with priority, you go and get a hammer on that side and Angela is deployed on the other side. Ideally, opposite some size 4 terrain. Then when they send a, a MOOC to go and get that that uh, hammer, she moves up, she spends her two power that she generates to throw that size four terrain at them. They can't brace because not only have they spent their one power on picking up a hammer, brace now costs two because they hold the hammer. So they need to have three power at the beginning of their activation in order to not get a size four building thrown at them and the damage stick. Um, so that's there's a few characters that can do that, but it's not very many. So you've got your size four thing going into them. That's going to do, I don't know, maybe three damage. It's pretty pretty likely against most characters. Um, and then you've got you've still got an attack because all you've done is moved and thrown. You've still got an attack. So then you do her six dice builder into them, maybe with wing it tokens from Guardians, maybe with... Um, she hasn't got any power for a condom reroll, but you get the idea. You do this big attack, and you're you're pretty you're pretty good odds to either kill them or leave them on very little health, so that somebody else can come in and do an attack to take them out and maybe pick up that hammer, or just make at least make them drop them. So you're looking at going with priority. You're looking at going picking up your home hammer, the far hammer, and ideally maybe getting that wide hammer um, back by dazing someone. Plus, you've then got the attrition advantage in that you've dazed someone round one. So you're, you're already ahead on the attrition game and you're either limiting their VP gain so they only get one hammer or you're going ahead because you've managed to get up three to one in hammers. Uh, without priority, you can still do something similar. Um, this time you might put your Black Panther central and then he's threatening to double move to their home hammer, which is a thing we talked about earlier. Double long movers can do that. Again, that tanky character being able to get there and pick up that hammer especially if they've had to commit wide to go and get the side hammers or to threaten getting side hammers. He, there might not be very much in the center that's actually looking to take him on, especially if there's not very much in the center in terms of secures. So he might, he might be your opponent's waiting to just, oh, well, that's fine. I will, I'll just swing by that on the way to a back B or whatever. And that was what they were planning to do. And so they only put one character in the middle and the others kind of line up on the sides of the B. Maybe there's not very much that can threaten him at that point. So you've got that set up, and then you've still got Angela threatening the side that you put Angela on. So it's a pretty decent plan, I think. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's good. I mean, I've if Angela is just grabbing a hammer and leaving, I think it's stocks down a little bit unless you're unless you're doing that into somebody like a Malekith or Dormammu or even maybe Juggernaut who are just going to like blast your character in the midline like Space Maw is another one. Yeah. 
often the threat of Angela throwing a size four at you will mean that they just let you get both side hammers. Yeah, well, yeah. My point is, is that just activating Angela first and taking a hammer and leaving is probably less good than just I grabbing. Agree. Yeah, most that's, most that's situations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, so I think that's how I lost against Sooner in that uh, league game, tournament we did. The tournament, actually, the one you set up, Jacob. Uh, uh-huh. I forget the format's name because I don't like it. But Battle Realm. Um, yeah, my, I, after looking back on the game and talking it over with people, it's like, yeah, I went and thought it was so cool grabbing a hammer with Angela and running away, and it turned out I just like wasted five threat for like two turns. Yeah, exactly. So. It feels bad. Okay, let's see if we can slot this into the rankings. So current middle of our rankings is Shadowlands Daredevil. Angela, with whatever affiliation you care to use her with, better or worse than Shadowlands Daredevil on hammers? Uh, I think she's better. Daredevil's like yeah. not... They're not super threatening outside of a deception or just killing you on the midline. And that depends on how their like deployment is set up. So I don't okay. know. It might be about the same for me. I think I'd go better as well, so I don't care what Splush says. I'm putting it better. Which means we then <laughs> compare it to the next best one, which is Dormammu. Yeah, Dormammu's probably better still, like on round one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. So it's going to slot in above Shadowlands, but below Dormammu. Okay, sweet. Splush, your last one. Uh, finally, we get to the best team. Well, uh, are they the best yeah. one? Yeah. Tell us to the MC Hammer reference, they are too legit to quit. Um, and that is X-Men. So uh, if you're playing 18 threat, you can actually bring Mystique. But we've talked Deception to death, so I'm just going to pretend that we were playing 17 or something. Um, you could obviously do 18 plus, have Mystique easily. But um, let's just call... I, I'm using uh, Space Maw in X-Men. And so you put Ma right smack in the middle of the board. You put Storm somewhere nearby. Well, you don't have to. It depends on the... No, actually, it doesn't. It, it doesn't depend. Yeah, just put Storm somewhere nearby. And then you could use two... Like, I'm not going to use Beast because that's too easy. But you could do like X-23 on one side and Domino on the, the opposite side. You put them kind of like... if So if you picture the hammers on the left and the right, put them like out word away like f- towards the board edge more like so if it's the left side they're going to be further towards the board edge left of yeah the they're, they're in between the hammer and the board edge yeah thank you um and the reason i mentioned this is uh you can then play to me my x-men and on turn one uh storm plays it and then uh you can then you angle the character to- towards the center of the board with the like v thing you're doing and your character will move short up towards the hammer. And then you activate the character. They can move medium, grab the hammer, and then run away medium. So they're safe. And you can do that on both sides. So you're very independent of Pryo. Um, but then the real excitement begins because you didn't use your X-Men jump, which normally people would do. Uh, so you can use Storm to just like position. It, it could be Toad or something. Because especially if you're playing like 17, I'd probably be playing Toad. Uh, Toad might be able to like grab the hammer maybe and then just get range two of of uh, Maw. And then Maw can do X-Men jump and then space movement and then get double attack throw on a character from any side. Um, I think actually, I haven't really done much testing on this because I think it's more theory than reality. But 
with the X-Men jump, you also could probably just go steal their home home hammer, but I don't think that's like something I would even ever do. Um, I, I don't know. I can't even imagine an opponent allowing me to very easily get a home hammer. And by easily, I mean like they leave no defenses uh, and they probably have to leave their home hammer till really late in the turn for that to be even relevant. But yeah, theoretically, maybe I could swing that too. But the real trick is you have um, the option to go left or right. And then Ma is independent to go left or right as well. And then he's advancing people when he's attacking, hopefully. So even if you're like rolling badly, if even if you get like one wild, then they're moving towards a character like either X-23 or Domino, who are quite good at killing. Um, and so even if you leave the character wounded, you can probably still mess with them. Uh, and then it, 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 one other thing to think about, it's an option, and I did this in my last game, because people often have no power when they pick up the hammer, uh, they don't. They can't pay for brace, and everyone's freaking playing brace. It feels like these days. So it might be worth not using space, and then just doing X Men jump uh, move, and then you can throw something. Ideally, a size four because you know you can look at the board. Uh, even better too if you lose um, prio because you can choose board which board side you want to be on, so you can like proactively find the size fours and i haven't had any trouble I, I i'm sure it's not tts i'm sure it's just this game but i've not really seen any maps that have left me lacking terrain to throw with ebony Ma. It's probably one of the, his best attributes is that he's just like a vacuum cleaner for terrain because he's, he's got that crazy range three around him uh and then it, he throws it so far with the long throw so often you know giving someone nice size four to the face will pepper them up and then you can probably kill them with one attack and like i said if not just advance them um if for some reason they don't die like you could have like x23 do like move and then no matter the costs to like do her like range three attack and probably finish them off unfortunately well no not unfortunately you would still have the power to pick it up too because of that combo um but yeah that's to me the ultimate flexibility uh to go grab stuff and uh, punish people who, you know, are thinking they have a good hammer plan. And how does having prior or not having prior affect that? It doesn't. That's my point. It's actually, that's what's so awesome about it. It's very independent. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, like you think about it. If they go left, you go right, and then you kill their left. You know? So hmm. it doesn't matter. All right. Mike, let's, uh, you, got, you got any thoughts on that first? Uh. I mean, if Sploosh, a lot of that relied on his space maw that he's playing, but well, I, it, should, I can play it though, like at every threat. I could do this at sixteen. If I, I know, wanted. but not everybody's playing space maw. Is my point. So. Well, they should be. <laughs> uh, that's debatable, but sure. So, well, in X Men, obviously. I mean, we're talking about X Men. I'm not talking about Dormammu or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, even in X Men, like you don't have to play. Yeah, space I don't think I don't think it's like a, a slam dunk. I think there's plenty of good X-Men lists that don't have space more, but maybe you're, we're thinking about best case scenario here. So Yeah, I'm not the talking crux about of it like is, second is, best. But yeah, the crux of it is with Tamimo X-Men, they as a faction can steal either hammer, ig ignoring priority, with even without having a medium or a large base. You just need two medium move characters and a small base. And then just put Storm in the middle. Yeah, I mean, a traditional tactic would be to use Beast and then use beast to grab something middle like with storm or something um that's much more traditional style mike do you want but, to just, um, unpack that a little just in case people didn't follow that well yeah so 
what you'd have to do is let's just say we're because ha- we're talking hammers, but obviously this applies to a lot of other stuff. Uh, you'd want Beast to be perfectly lined up with the hammer, and then you put Storm next to him right within range two. He, she could be literally anywhere range two, and it's fine legally. Uh, and then you first this depends on prio, you know. Uh, you have prio. You say I activate Storm. Storm does the X Men jump off of Beast. Then she moves medium towards the hammer. She's in range. That's just that's just the math of it. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. But, well, I think what? the what Jacob is getting at is, in the past, people some maybe sometimes like your squad you wanted to bring certain characters and like maybe Beast wasn't a part of that due to like matchup or crises reasons or something. And then you're like, well, oh crap, how do I steal the middle if I don't have medium base or large base character to jump off of? Well, especially since a lot of the tactics cards are gone now, bring affiliated cards is pretty easy. Uh, you can do what Sploosh said and put, like, say, X23 and Domino or Rogue or whatever. You put each one in between the side hammer and the bo- and their respective board edge. You put, do the to me, and then they move and grab and move away. Wait, wait, just rewind, just to be really clear. You trigger to me my X-Men, and that doesn't have to be in Storm's turn, right? No. Correct, yes. It's out of activation, and the character that's going to grab the hammer is the character that you move, because Storm has one power. And then that character gets advanced at the... Like, you have to put the right angle tool towards Storm, and you just move them, like, at a... Basically at... What would it be, like, 10 o'clock? On a, it's like a 45-degree angle, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like 45-degree forward towards, yeah. like, 10 o'clock if, if moving up is noon or 12. Sure. And then that puts you like basically short move or puts you like basically a medium move under the side hammer. You just move up, pick it up, and then you move medium away or wherever you want to go. And that cool, another cool thing about X Men is you already have first class, so you can go do a pay to flip or something after Mm -hmm. that. And Storm still has first class power to interact once. True. Um, Yeah, that's true. With first class, that that, even if it's not a pay to flip, just 100% having the power to do all that. Yeah, and the, the crux of this is is it A, keeps your storm hop open for characters that might want to use it to beat people up like a Maw, or, and it also allows you to not bring characters like Beast if the matchup, he's like disadvantaged in the matchup. So you can yeah. combine these two together. You can use the, to me, my X-Men to go and get the side you want to get and get away. And then you can use the, the hop to get your space more to go and beat up the other side. Exactly. I think also Hop and Domino's in range to po- shoot someone twice, right? I, I can't. It's been a while since I've. Uh... Uh... I remember, like, wasn't that how it worked with Medusa? You did if Hop character... over Medusa double attack. Yeah, the character the character they're jumping off of needs to be up farther. I don't think they can do it off deployment. Huh. Yeah, definitely uh... not. They need to be base for range three shot to like the midline. They need to be like just above like the the back E. Well, it's, it's one and a half D. inches back off the midline, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Then... Uh, I'll I'll measure this out because I could have right. sworn. Well, we does that, that. Let's move on. So, or um... was that? Or, no, maybe I'm thinking of the because we used the Medusa trick of like pulling someone forward, um, perhaps. But I'll I'll, t- I'll check it out. It might be also that Beast is the difference. I, I did want to mention though, with what you guys were saying, that you can do short base and and then a, a long moving short base character and that also works. Yeah, if you have a long moving character that works as well, but there are no affiliated X-Men long movers, so yet. Yeah, yet. So growth, growth mindset Mike. I, I got to wonder <laughs> if it's on purpose. Like are the devs trying to like avoid more steely stuff <laughs> by uh reducing yeah, I mean, Nightcrawler's, Nightcrawler's 
could I be argued for a long mover? But there's there's not like been anyone who like oh man, they should have been a long mover yet. Yeah, it could just be coincidence. I, um, I yeah, there's a bunch of X-Men that could theoretically be long movers. I could also see them as medium movers. So yeah, it's, it's not. Like, they don't have anyone like yeah. Quicksilver where you're like, surely this is long. Well, I mean, come on, guys. Colossus was speed five. <laughs> True. Oh my God, you guys are nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's try and put this into our ranking. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ignore Sploosh while he does some measuring, and because we know what he's going to say anyway. Um, let's 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 go Dormammu. So we're going. We think this is one of the better ones. We'll start a bit higher. Um, Mike, better or worse plan than Dormammu? I think X Men have like the best hammers plan, so better. Okay, and so you think oh, they, yeah, they've got the best? I don't know. Oh, is going to say they've got the best. I don't think anything I'm going to say is going to change your mind. So I think we just put them above Black Order for now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong about the. Uh, I think the uh, trick with. Medusa was because we had Royal Decree. It with the even off Beast, you're not going to get someone with a hammer. You have to move twice. Yes, exactly. Once. Okay. Yeah. Mike, your last one. Uh, the other mutants, Brotherhood. Uh, so we've talked a ton about Mystique and Deception. So that's that's like a very anti, like a non-prio thing. But it's just a pain in the pain in the butt to like play against. Uh, but they have Toad in affiliation, who Sploosh said is like very hard to actually punish going to the middle for most things. Uh, so Toad, Toad can, relative safety, just walk up and take something and just leave if he gets attacked or probably not going to die. Uh, and they also have Juggernaut. And Juggernaut is like can just move, slide, and punch whoever grabs a hammer. It's eight dice to the face. And then... If he gets power, he can just yeet you long. He could just choose not to slide and then double move and yeet you long with the tactics card. And they can always just drop Magneto on top of you with Mystique or Juggernaut. Um, and that Magneto just blows you up. So uh, a Juggernaut can also move, slide through terrain uh, to the middle, get a power from Magneto leadership, grab the hammer and just walk away. So they have tons of flex. You can kind of do what you want. You can kind of just park Mystique in the middle, Deception on either side. Juggernaut goes and threatens a side. If you have Pryo, you probably just like have someone like Rogue or whatever, or Toad even. Grab the hammer that is less threatening. If they go fill the one, Juggernaut just punches them in the face. And you could even drop Magneto on them or Deception on them or do numerous other things. Mm. And so this, again, it's kind of priority agnostic, right? I'd say so, yeah. It's better with Pryo because then Toad can just be annoying and just take something. Yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> I would say it, it's rare, but if you were playing, say, against Malekith, you might actually want to do like Juggernaut uh, grab and run, um, which you can do with both leaderships. Yeah, um, Malekith is yeah. definitely able to punish Toad. Well, I'm talking, yes, Toad, but I'm even saying Juggernaut. And he can, can punish grab and run. Too, yeah. I mean, yeah. the chance that Malekith one shots Juggernaut with Builders pretty low, especially with like no power to flip skulls. Well, uh, I think it would matter based on um, a lot of things, but one of them would be who has Pryo for the next turn. Right. Because if yeah. you can put a nice slice right into Juggernaut, well, even that, if Juggernaut's just chilling mid, oh, yeah, we established he's not going to get two attacks. Um, yeah, but, correct. Yeah, so if a Malekith uh, player has Pryo on the next round, then you're looking at three hits into Juggernaut to kill him, which is not terrible odds. Uh, it's, it's good odds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing, I another caveat to playing Brotherhood or Mystique is 
don't pick up the home hammer and then with her and then move and try to deception somebody. <laughs> I see so many people miss this. You, you can't because it costs one to play deception at that point. True. Yeah. Good call. Um, also worth, the, I did mention my Malekith would bring deception. So it does get a little nutty too because it's like, oh, my big tough juggernaut. But then now, now Malekith would get two attacks and you're out of position and potentially get up prior for the next turn. So that would be mm-hmm. horrendous for Juggernaut if he gets deceptions. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's see if we can slide this into our ranking. It seems like this is one of the better ones. So let's start with Dormammu. Better, better or worse than that. Dormammu. Who's better than Dormammu? Or Brotherhood. Yeah, I think they're, they're just a solid, more solid team too. So that's kind of a bias. Yeah, I'd say Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, both going better than... Okay, what about Black Order? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I think Black Order beats Brotherhood, but then it comes down to the threat and everything. But in terms of the game plan, in terms of the who's going to be rubbing their hands with Glee more about having hammers on the table? So I'm going to say Brotherhood here, and it's because what ends up happening, in my experience, is Juggernaut is A, if he has Magneto support, he's incredibly difficult to kill. So the Brotherhood player probably has patch-up, and they prob- and probably have refraction. And what ends up happening is Juggernaut just starts collecting extracts because he's A, like nigh unkillable, and B, he ends up just going after people that are holding things. So Juggernaut just keeps ending up with more hammers unless there's like something to stop him. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's harder to hook him in with... Uh, you guys were saying fish or whatever. Um, yeah, he can't be mind-gemmed. But, you know... He's not, he can die. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the dice and Corvus and all that stuff. But. Well, just look at your last game this week. Uh, people watch that. Like, you had your entire team laying into Juggernaut. It took you, what, like four or five rounds to kill him through a patch up and refraction? Like, yeah, well, okay, you mentioned Reactor Refraction, but Brother Black Order should always have Pryo over, over you, right? So you're not going to get Refraction. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess my, my, just in general, you know. Yeah, Refraction's annoying, but not... It's like, Black Order's like the one team that can, like, out-cheat Brotherhood. I, I do think I do think Brotherhood have a better plan than, than Black Order. I, I just think it's stronger. It's more more flexible, yeah, that's your personally. Vote. Yeah, I would say I'd say more flexible is the... I, I did caveat with if they get the right threat and everything. I do think Black Order's in an awkward place where the wrong threat and everything's kind of ugly. So, I don't know. But... I'm still going to say Black Order, I think. on At least on paper, they should win. Yeah, I think I'm coming down on the side of Black Order. I mean, it's just such a solid game plan. And it's uh, bringing the VPs as well as the attrition. It's kind of everything Black Order wants. That's so it's, Black it's, Order also likes to just slice into giant fat things. And a 5-thread and a 6-thread are pretty fat. So, like, that's that's the most ideal world for a Corvus. But even if you're not talking about that matchup, if you're just talking about who's which of these game plans, yeah, I mean that's true. We shouldn't. Up. It's not like a one v one. Maybe I'm actually doing this wrong, <laughs> but uh, I just think generically, Blackwater. It's just sort of like at, at this point to us competitively, it's obvious. Maybe there's people out there. Maybe have no idea what we're even talking about. But the the uh, Blackwater's like fish them in and kill them strat is it's pretty tried and true. You know. I mean. Magneto blows up the world with Juggernaut running around being a pain is also pretty tried and true at this point, I reckon. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what I played against round one. It didn't work out. And I don't think my opponent's dice were like in any way 
not mm. like I think he rolled okay. <laughs> you oh, know, I, I, I don't know I that it actually I works. I think the black daughter uh, plan is better on hammers, which is why yeah. I'm going to strike down. Yeah, we my, agree. Uh, sadly, that means he will become more powerful than I can possibly imagine. But I'm I'm willing to live with that. So, Jacob, question: if, What would what was your vote on the X Men? Where would you rank them? Since even though Spoosh and I. Oh, they're definitely high. Do I would I put them above Black Order? I, the thing I th- I think I'm lacking is experience with Space More. I haven't got the the reps in with him to see exactly what Spelusha's seeing. Um, so I think ooh, I think it's I also worth noting based on the experience I've got right now, and this might be wrong. I still think I would rank Black Order above X Men on Hammers and. I'm willing to be shown that I'm wrong through some excellent gameplay. Um, I'm not like wedded to that opinion, but based on the game experience I've had so far, that's my take right now. I also think a lot of the X-Men is, is relevant on the, the quality of your splash characters into mm-hmm. like your matchup or your secure or whatever. Whereas Black Order is going to be playing their core plus like Toad or something. Yeah. And I think Black Order is the Black Order game plan doesn't change hugely from crisis to crisis to crisis they're basically I, I kill you as quickly as i can and try and get to the point where i've eventually went on victory points whereas x-men's plan is way more subtle and nuanced and variable um so there's an element of i'm not saying black order is easy to play it takes takes reps to get that initial over the hump but once you're over the hump with black order i think it's kind of relatively flat whereas i think x-men the more you've played them the more the better you're going to get with them yeah, so I, I think, agree. That makes sense. Yeah, so I th- that's kind of another thing that kind of feeds into it. So I think I might disagree with you on the X-Men over Black Order, but I, I'm 100% prepared to be wrong on that. I'll just say, too, that Ma is also unique as a high-threat character in that he can kind of do his business from, like, a safe distance where, like, Thor, Malekith, or whatever, they kind of have to get up close and personal. Like, Hulk is another one, right? Or, like, if Hulk's smashing, he's probably got to get close to something where Ma is a range four character that throws long and he can kind of like it's space jam and all that stuff. I mean, he can dictate his distances and then also is advancing people. So like he's kind of safe, even if you don't have prow the next turn where often these big characters, if they don't have prow the next turn, they're vulnerable for at least a, mm. a little bit of time. Okay, let's let's round this out with my third one. Um, again, this is not one I've played a huge amount, but uh, I think the tech is relatively straightforward, and that's Shield. So if you're playing Shield, it means you're playing Nick Fury, uh, and that means you've got Nick Fury's grunts, and it seems real good to go and get a hammer on Nick Fury's grunts, because if someone comes and tries to kill them, they're going to spend a lot of activations trying to kill a grunt that's then going to place a hammer where your guys are going to pick them up instead of their guys picking them up. Uh, now, maybe you could even be be bold and go and try and grab two hammers with Nick Fury on one side and Grunts on the other side and try and go 3-1 up. I'm not sure that's going to end terribly well for you. I mean, Nick Fury's uh, he's got some survivability to him, but he's not the most survivable character. I guess if they do a bit of damage into him, then uh, you could potentially reposition away with the hammer uh, because that can be out of Nick Fury's activation. So if they don't quite get him, then you can take him to safety if they've loaded up on the Nick Fury side. Um, it just, it doesn't, it, it seems it, it's a decent plan. I don't think it's ranking amongst the best plans that we've got on the list. So, Man, I would love, yeah, I'd love Nick Fury to let himself die so early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my input on S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. have probably the highest 
uh, win rate discrepancy, uh, having prio and not having prio. Uh, if you look on long shanks, um, like 72% or something weird. No shields win rate with prio is like 60 something percent. And then it drops like significantly. It's like 50, 50 without prio. And that just speaks to the grunts and having first dibs on the extracts. Um, if, Probably picking the extracts too. Sure. Yeah. If Fury is able to to grab two extracts with himself and his grunts with Pryo, and Fury is also like not easily able to be punished, they're like yeah, like you've done your home hammer and just secure that from like a double long mover that we talked about before. Yeah, but I mean, Fury's like the the real juice is when like he can grab two of the legacy viruses or both of the mid hammers. And yeah. But I think probably your fury ends up dying if you do that. Yeah, against against no any team that has things that are able to kill him. I mean, if he gets chipped, he can potentially eye in the sky away or even reposition. I mean, yeah. obviously those cards cost one more. Reposition's not super good, yeah. I don't think. But fallback seeing a lot of players. Well, I guess you could fall back yeah. with your own clearing. They all cost one more with your hammer, but so you'd be half dead when you'd be able to play it. So but they've got maybe. an affiliation med pack. They do. But so now, now we're also, learning you can also cards, shield cards, cards in order to get this combo working, where a lot of the combos we've talked about have used few, if any, cards. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think shields... There's nothing else that's ringing a bell. Out of their oh, I mean, they can, like, tactical analysis back, now that tactical analysis is rotated with their, um, what's it called? Sit wrap. Sit wrap, yeah, for sure. So they can like have someone move up, someone two power move up and get Nick Fury to come back to safety is another. They've got all kinds of ways of if he doesn't die in one activation of maybe getting him to get a bit safer. Right. But yeah, you're right. What do you do without Pryo? Your grunts go and get the hammer that the other person's not going to get. And I guess that turns off a lot of the, well, I'm going to go and threaten that character over there. You know, if Sploosh does his to me, my X-Men and goes and grab that hammer and then you grunt over to the other hammer then if more kills them who cares more spent a whole load of resources killing a character that doesn't matter and you don't even get to pick up the hammer at the end of it yeah shield's it, a lot less exciting mm-hmm. without prio yeah just you know i was just thinking of chewy's uh wasp thing you do transform a wasp move long you get a, a stinger blast it doesn't give you power when you take damage be kind of fun against fury Fury, yeah. I mean, the real spices is against Toad, right? True, he doesn't slippery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Some nice little counter take there. Um, But yeah, this doesn't feel like one of the best. So let's slot this in. Let's start against Malekith, who's quite near the bottom of our our list right now. How do we feel this this kind of line of play lines up against Malekith's lines of play in terms of a good plan on Hammers? Who's got a better plan? Jeez, uh, it's hard. One. Yeah. It really, de- it really has a lot of variables. Like, can they punish Fury, and does Fury have Prio? Yeah, because like, if there's a Deception line around, then Fury's probably not going to grab that hammer on the side. <laughs> no, and then it just becomes a solid two-two. Yeah, that's you're just happy. I'm going to keep my two-two. You're not going to be able to one-three me. Exactly. I think it's pretty mid middle of the road. I don't know. Somewhere with Malekith and Daredevil, probably. Yeah, so that's why I picked Malekith. So let's try and nail this down. Uh, Sploosh, what do you think? Which one's better, Malekith or Shield? 
I think they're even, but I'll say Malchus in a tiebreaker. Yeah. Mike? Uh, Sure. Or no, I'll say the inverse so that Jacob has to vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. There's been a few times when it's been like click up. I think you're right. This one, this one's pretty tight. Um, I think this just feels like it's it's not. You're you're making it not bad. It's very difficult to make this good, and so I think Malekith has like higher upside. I think best case scenario for this, you're like maybe you go three one, but then you're putting Fury in a huge amount of danger, and do you want to do that? And then you're spending a whole bunch of cards. Whereas Malekith's happens with a lot fewer cards and with a lot more sort of reliability. That's maybe not quite the right word, but hopefully you get the idea I'm going at here. Um, so I think I'm going to give the edge to Malekith and put shield below them. Yeah, fair enough. So who's uh, under shield? Avengers? Uh, Avengers. Yeah, Is okay. it better or worse than bl- the Black Cat's shenanigans? I just mm-hmm. don't think that that Avengers squad is that good. So I'm going to put shield above them. Just because Shield is basically just playing Nick Fury to do what they want to do. You know, mm-hmm. and they're just going to bring the cards they want to bring anyway. Yeah. But then that's they have really cool tactics cards. Avengers have to like compromise a lot and bring like advanced R&D and or Wong and Steve. So I don't, I don't think Steve's a compromise in the same way you do, but, but no, sure, no, but it's like the combination of having him and Cap. S- Steve is like the support character that I've never, his output is like never super great. And he even dies more than I would expect him to. Yeah, and certainly he's incredibly easy to flip. And that can be really vital where you ignore Steve, ignore Steve, ignore Steve. And then on a key turn, you flip him. And yeah. that can happen really quite reliably. I mean, he even dies on his injured side more than you would think. Like there's yeah. a lot of mystic beaters and all it takes is for him to have one bad roll and he's dead. Yeah, same same Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so you're going to go Avengers is worse. So Shield's got a better game plan. I think I like Shield more. Yeah. Okay. And Sploosh? Yeah, I'll agree. I think they, yeah, they have cool, fun tactics cards. That I this guy is pretty brutal. Okay. Well, that gives us then our final ranking uh, from of of the nine we talked about, and there there were a few affiliations which were in the almost round. Maybe we could have talked about Convocation. Um, maybe in humans. Yeah, in humans we could talk about humans, but I guess in humans has got kind of a. A slightly similar game plan to Avengers. Um, but anyway, here's our ranking. Uh, we think that uh, of the ones we talked about, uh, in ninth spot, we've got Avengers. Then slightly above them, Shield. In seventh, Malekith. In sixth, Shadowlands Daredevil. In the middle of the pack, right at fifth out of nine, Angela in your choice of affiliation. Uh, Dormammu, just above Angela, although not very popular. And then our top three, we think, the people who've got the best plan on hammers. Number three, Brotherhood. Number two, Black Order. And in the lead, X-Men. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. I I just, as a side note for Convocation, their leadership with the, like, get damage runaway thing, it's pretty cool for this. And, I mean, they definitely have some game, so... On some level, I feel bad we didn't mention them, but I think yeah. wizards are quite good on hammers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's do a bonus one then. Let's throw wizards in there. Wizards better or worse than Angela in the middle? Uh, better. Yeah, I think better. Ooh, okay. Wizards better or worse than Dormammu? Uh, probably still better. But I kind of want to say better too, only because they have like just more follow up game. Yeah, wizards Ooh. have a ton of ways to blast people on the midline, and the they astral thing. are really annoying to like actually kill uh, if they go and grab the middle because they just bump backwards. 
Uh, Strange also just like gets crazy with hammers. Like I know people like to <laughs> yeah. say better with the hammer, but Strange, you know, he's kind of he's kind of nuts. Like he's got re re-roll everything and pierce and whatever. He's got good okay. action economy. I like Ancient One too, yeah. just in general. With but like Hurt Spender's nutty. They have Voodoo who can just make someone drop their hammers. Sure. Yeah, especially if they've got more than one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wizards better or worse than Brotherhood? Uh, I don't know, Spoosh, What do you think? I kind of think they're better in the turn one, but Brotherhood's pretty damn nasty, and Brotherhood's got all the throws, which is a kind of a nightmare for Convocation just in general. I, yeah, I might, I might put them under Brotherhood as well. Yeah, but I do think it's close. I actually think that's very close. Yeah, it's not like a huge landslide victory. <laughs> okay, uh, so sliding in just outside of the top three, but when everyone else below them down one, we've got Convocation coming in at four. Better than Dormammu, not as good as Brotherhood. So there, uh, you've got our our takes, at least. And feel free to join us in the Discord and tell us how wrong we were and how this affiliation should be at the top and how X-Men definitely aren't the best at Hammers. Yeah, personally, I'm not convinced, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. We just listed, like... And, and I had my favorite... like Because I, I just mentioned one of my things I'm doing, but Mike is too right that even, like, a very cookie-cutter, super basic version of X-Men I still feel like is better than most of these you know like sure you don't have to bring ma but like even just storm beast in a character is good enough so x-men are just they got mad whoa, whoa easy, easy there playing three characters in lists place you, you, you've lost me yeah, i mean storm's the leader you're being beast in another character and you're good like yeah, yeah, I know. For, for playing hammers and yeah. bring whatever you want for the rest of the roster i just think that if you add in ma and don't forget i did say i would bring mystique at 18 like I was just trying to save time, but I still have Mystique too. So, like, I can just brutalize people on hammers. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. There's our list. Uh, feel free to disagree with us. Come and tell us how wrong we are in our Discord. Um, if you want to disagree with Sploosh, it's at Sploosh. If you want to disagree with Mike, it's at Mike. If you want to disagree with me, then it's at Dizzard. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thanks for joining us again and we'll see you next time in the Danger Room Thanks for taking the time to listen to our thoughts on the game As the game changes, the information in this episode may become less relevant, so bear that in mind if you're listening from the future We also want to thank Discount Games Inc and Blackgate Games If you don't have a local game store and they can't get what you're looking for check out those guys, they'll sort you out Finally, a big thank you to Atomic Mass Games for making such an awesome game We'll see you next time in The Danger Room. Simulation complete.